Hello and welcome to Conversations Over a Brew. I'm Lindsay West from Heart of Glass and we are an arts organisation based in St Helens, Merseyside. Broadly speaking, we support artists and communities to go on creative journeys together and make art. Conversations Over a Brew is a series of intimate recorded conversations exploring the stories of the people we make art with. This podcast is about the power of listening and conversation and how making art can bring us together and create change. In this episode, we hear from artist Lou Chappelle, also known as Lawrence Payo, and Hugh Waring. Lou is an artist who works in collaboration with people and communities to create collective rituals and objects that question and reinvent our sense of belonging. Last year, Lou led You Make Me Feel Good, a project which explored feelings about human connection during and after the pandemic with members of St. Helens U3A and Healed Farm Court. Hugh is the chair of St. Helens U3A and contributed to the You Make Me Feel Good project. So sit back, relax and enjoy the conversation. So I first met uh, you on Zoom, <laughs> that's yeah. what we all seem to be doing at the moment. We met virtually a few times. Mm. Um, we wanted to work on a project together, uh, inviting people to talk about human connections, uh, those precious connections we've lost. Yeah, um, it was lately. during the pandemic, which was why we were on Zoom to begin with. And it was... Um, it was quite awkward using Zoom, but I'm afraid to say I've probably become quite used to it over the length of time that it's been going on. Um, the project was basically to try and bring people together once lockdown was easing. And I think we had some success. Yeah, because we initially, initially planned to do all the workshops over Zoom because we were not mm. too sure if people would want to meet in person. And in the end, we decided to actually meet in person outdoors and it was really lovely, wasn't it, to just it was. meet face to face. And it was good that we got people together outside in the rain with a gazebo over them <laughs> and it only blew away once. <laughs> yeah, we didn't actually get rain. <laughs> we got quite a bit of sunshine. We, we got a lot of sunshine and we were moving out of the gazebos but it was, well, I was pleased that people came. I must admit I was also rather disappointed with the number of people who came. It got a lot of advertising from me, um, but there was a lot of reticence. I don't know if you noticed it in the people who did turn up because they all said, I can't draw. Mm. But it didn't matter, did it? I, I was impressed by the amount of drawings we created mm. at the end of each session. I was scanning all, all, all of the drawings and we created so many. Mm. We've got so much content. Yeah. And do you think it was tricky for people to go out as well? Because I know that was the first time since lockdown that you three was proposing, proposing something face to face. Mm. How did you think people feel about that? 
I think it was difficult for some people and in a way it's problem that the project has ended because people are gradually getting more and more and I'm sure if we did it again at some point in the future we'd get a better take up from people. Yeah, I feel like human connection is something we take for granted, but I think we've all um, had to reevaluate what it means during lockdown and how, how important they are and how much we miss them. And just little mm. things, you know, going to the shop and seeing people in the streets, it, mm. um, you know, it can be the really smallest thing that we, re we realise how important they were. Mm. So the project was to aim to give form to this, this precious thing, an I invisible thing. Um, so we explored it uh, by doing some drawings, we also did some poetry uh, with uh, Scott Farlow. We invited um, Stacey Atkinson, who's a dancer and choreographer, and we explored movement. Um, and we also did some little animations with mm. Laura Spark, yeah. um, just animating our drawings. Um, and I just wanted to go back on the drawing element mm. because it's, it is really interesting how a lot of adults say they can't draw mm. um, yeah. and it's, it's a nice challenge isn't it and so some people have said to me they've not drawn since they've been to school so mm. like 70 years ago well I've actually followed up on that uh -huh. in recent just with the committee of the U3A because when we're in meetings on zoom you can see them scribbling away. Ah, doodling. Yeah, doodling. And I've asked them to show the doodles to the camera at the end of the meeting. Some won't, because, well, who knows what they've drawn. Oh. Uh, but some are quite happy to do so. And I think it belies the myth that they can't draw, mm. because they're quite happy to doodle. So if we did it again, maybe we should use the word doodling rather than drawing. Yeah, and also something I thought about afterwards, we could mm. have done things like Pictionary would have been quite fun. Yeah. Turning it into a game a little mm. bit more. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, how did you think of the drawing? Do you draw? I, Usually, dr I draw quite a lot because I'll, I like sketching landscapes. Okay. I like um, drawing maps. Mm and I've always doodled cartoons mm -hmm. but never very well mm -hmm. but they mean something to me so I'll do it. No they look great actually the, the designer who created the newspaper loved all of yours because he kept pointing at his favourite drawings and wow. saying oh they're all by the same man <laughs> <laughs> and you did this beautiful hug which was I think it's mm. one of the favourite drawings. Oh that's it's good. It's like a little head mm. and two big hands surrounding it mm. and it's yeah it's such a nice metaphor for a hug. Mm. So we did draw quite abstract things, didn't we? So we drew, yeah, we do like hugs and feelings, and and also we yeah. created like map maps of connections. Mm. And again, yours was quite good because you did yours at different times of your life, didn't you? I did, yes. And did, did you tell us about it and describe well, it. It goes back to what I'm dreadful with names was saying about her uncle Jim, and the fact that I'd worked with him in Liverpool, but. I'm no longer in touch with a lot of people that I've worked with at different times in my life because I've worked Zambia, London, Cornwall, the Midlands, 
than for Ofsted. Um, it's you can't keep in touch with everybody, can you? Mm. So. Yeah, so your maps were changing too, because you did a map of you when you were young as well, so you had no hair, did you, and baby, baby yeah. age, and you, so your connection... I'm getting back to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you had the... I have. You know, a map the middle made. one, with lots of hair on the beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your connections have changed, and yeah, mm. so the people who were important when you were young were your family and mum and dad, and, mm. and now you 3A is quite a big part of your network isn't it? U3A, Ramblers and um, I mean, still some siblings but not all of them. Lots and lots of great nephews and nieces but whereas in the middle part of my life it was much more work I think I hope I can't remember what I put in but I hope my then wife and my kids were in there at that time. Mm -mm. Um, but no, it's interesting how they change and it was interesting how some people represented things differently because yeah. I remember Susan talking about the links in her life and she did it pictorially uh, was it her children were her son and her husband was the moon was that the way she did it yes and her drawing looks like she's a sun so she wasn't she was in the center like a smiley yeah. face in the middle and all the connections mm. coming out of it like rays mm. of sunshine that was really beautiful wasn't mm. it no yeah it was uh, there were other people did it much more using words and links to the words um, but it was amazing the variety that you saw. Mm. It's amazing what you can see in a drawing. I think that's why drawing is mm. so nice. You can really read read a lot in, mm. in people's drawings. Well, I must admit, since doing that, I have looked at... I've got some pictures on my walls at home. Many are landscapes, because I like that. Quite a few are motorcycles, but... <laughs> um, but I have some abstracts as well. And mm -hmm. looking at abstracts when you've been looking at other things in different ways makes you appreciate that there's other things within mm. that picture that you've had on your wall for 40 years now okay. and perhaps it's not quite what you originally thought so it was. So it gives you a new, a new way in? You get a diff different ways in, yeah. yeah. It's very... Um, mm. You take a lot more from back from these sessions and you actually realise. And it's a doing, uh, isn't it? Doing it yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know something else we did, which was one of the highlights of the project, mm. was uh, when we did the dance session, mm. we had to have a conversation through movement, mm. so quite an abstract conversation. So he was doing a movement and then I had to respond to that movement mm. by giving him another movement yeah. and, and we kept going like that. So there was no preconceived idea of mm. what we were going to talk about without mm. words. But we went on a journey, didn't we? We did indeed. Yeah. What did you, what did you I remember. I remember I was doing assembly. I know you went to a, you were at a disco, weren't you? No, and you know, when we, when, we, when we were doing oh, the when one where you, you it looked like you were rocking a baby and yeah. then we, we mm. the story to me, mm. anyway, that's how I saw it, started to be about growing up and then we were yeah. getting bigger and bigger mm. and people disappearing and bringing mm. people back. Yeah, that was all there, but I'm having to remember it as well. Uh, <laughs> can you remember it? I, well? I yeah. can indeed, yeah. It was, I mean, the 
other thing about that was it brought to me uh, thoughts of I wish I could still because it's so many years since I've done a cha-cha-cha that <laughs> I, w I would hate to try and rip. I, when I was learning it they always used to say to me smaller steps, smaller steps because you know you stride out a long way and I used to do a lot of uh, country dancing, folk dancing, Cayley kind of things and without somebody calling the moves for a Cayley you just can't get back into it, mm. you need the caller there. So it was nice having the guidance, you know, someone, someone taking us through it step by step. It was, because yeah. uh, I used a couple of the phrases when we were doing the language, um, uh, the poetry and that, because mm. I said, Alaman left, mm. and you didn't realise I was speaking French. <laughs> yeah. So it, <laughs> it says a lot for my accent, doesn't oh. it? <laughs> and then it was Alaman left your corner and dorsey do your mm -hmm. partner which dates back to when i was um doing a lot of Kelly and folk dancing and dancing is something we talked quite a lot when we were talking mm. about human connections yeah. music and people singing together and mm. there are some nice stories of just singing together mm. in your family in the car and yeah. so those really nice moments of connections and the beer soaked carpet came into it from you didn't it being at the disco. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so because we had to we had to remember a time when we felt connected didn't we? Yes. And then everybody had to copy our movement. And that was really I really enjoyed doing that. You really felt like you were inside people's memory by doing the movements with them. So I made you all jump around, didn't I? Like yeah. you were at a party dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good. that we've not talked about yet was the words mm -hmm. and was it Scott yeah yeah and he was asking us to come up with words and linking words and things like that and I got it into my head to be as polysyllabic as I could be <laughs> yeah you came up with some good starting words didn't we so we were, we mm. were thinking we were kind of writing together and yeah. we had some big sheets of paper and responding mm. to each other Pina yeah. Contemporaneous, that was one of them, wasn't oh, yeah. it? I forgot what it meant. <laughs> Almost at the same time. Oh yes, that's right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which led to a nice little phrase mm. in the poetry, being, being at the wrong place at the wrong time, or wrong place at the right time, yeah. right place at the wrong time, mm. or right place at the right time. Yeah, which is what we were throughout this session, actually. It was the right place at the right time, <laughs> because it did get people talking. Mm. Even the people who attended the first session who didn't come back, because there were some of them mm -hmm. who came to just one, and when I suggested they came to another, their answer was, no, it was good, I'd rather they, that someone else got the opportunity okay. than I was hogging it. But They kept the memory. <laughs> um, and I think that everyone did did get positive from it. I've not had any 
negatives from anyone. Oh, great. Mm. And do you think for some people it was the first time they were going to an organised event since lockdown? I think that was a big part of it. Because mm. um, some people were just really happy to chat and it was nice and we just let the session be quite informal, didn't we? we people just had a good mm. chat and it was nice. Yeah. It was nice to sit down and get the mask off. Yeah. Yeah, actually see people's faces yeah. fully. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how you feel, but when masks disappear, will we miss anything? Uh, do you think we'll miss something? You, you have to look at people's eyes a little bit more. But that, that's very true, but I love putting a mask on and going into the bank. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would never have imagined I would ever be in a position where I'd put a mask on and go into the bank. And it, and it would have been fine, yeah, and it's it, fine. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mm. But, I mean, it, the project did make me think more about the way I could fit this or other projects into what the U3A does. Because once people are in their groups, they tend to close the door. Mm. And family history remains, excuse me, family history. And um, rarely spreads into, although I try and force it to, spreads into uh, history and heritage or the walking groups or things like that. Mm. And I, I do like the idea of occasionally extending outwards. Yeah, mixing it up a little bit. And this has really inspired mm. that kind of thing. Because, I mean, basically I began life as a geologist and a geographer and I have realised that a lot of the geography that I learned is now history. Mm. <laughs> and so I'm inspired a lot by history as well as by the geography of places. And I don't know, I, more because I'm now the chair, I see that I've got to try and inspire other people and get them to join in with things mm. and this was a really good way of doing it. What was it that about the project or about the projects that happened within the Heart of Glass that pushed you towards getting involved with us with this one? So Heart of Glass got in touch with me because they wanted to do a project uh, about what initially was called the loneliness project. Mm. Um, Barbecy talking about loneliness can be quite a dark and sad thing. Yep. So we decided to twist it around and instead of talking about loneliness, we thought, what if we talk about not being lonely and about mm. all the nice memories we have mm. of doing things with people. Um, so that's what really started it. And um, personally, within my art practice, I'm really interested in those invisible connections. Mm. Those important things in life, things that really make you feel alive more than physical things. Um, and for me, it was a bit of a, an experimentation to see what if we explore those feelings with drawing and movement and, and words, how can we shape mm. this invisible thing that's so precious to us all? Yeah. Um, 
Wow. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's, it's and it has been great to work with um, older people and mm. who have you know more experience and mm. um, it's, it's, I really enjoyed that. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I just feel that the bit you said about with older people, it certainly gave several of us an opportunity to look back to earlier times in our lives and talk about and express things that we'd done in the past that other people had no idea about. Mm. And it would probably never have come up in normal conversations. Um, I mean, in my case, I remember talking about doing Route 66 when I was 17. <laughs> and some people have said to me since that they're quite jealous. Uh, Andrea was talking about how she travelled to different countries when she was a similar age mm -hmm. and she travelled a lot around the world and again She never had the right time to say it or it just never came up in conversation before yeah. it, There so was never the opportunity to express those kind of things mm. um, and are an important part of your makeup because of things mm. that happened to you in the past. So, and I found that with drawing before I did a project with refugees, refugees and asylum seekers last mm. year, and we were doing some drawings and we were talking about journeys. And again, people started to talk about the past and where they came from and the jobs they used to do, and um, which is the kind of thing they wouldn't usually have talked about in the workshops. Mm. But just uh, yeah, yeah. So the art really is the top of the iceberg, isn't mm. it? It's a little. Yeah. It's Certainly Catalyst for more, more things yeah. to happen. A nice icebreaker, certainly. Mm. Yeah. What mm. was your favourite moment in the whole project? Is there one, one moment you will remember more than, than the rest? Seeing the animations. Uh, so when your drawing came to life? Yeah, that was an eye-opener. Um, I've since downloaded that piece of software. Oh, great. I've started the not completed yet maps of St Helens to show the development of mineral railway lines. Mm. I'll send you copies when they're completed. Oh great, that's quite a useful, uh, that useful skill. It, yeah. It's excellent. I'm, I wish I'd had it when I was teaching. Mm. <laughs> but they hadn't invented the iPad when <laughs> 19 early 70s when I first started teaching oh. and there's no need to tell me what you were doing then. <laughs> yeah and I think my favourite bit was when we were dancing without, uh, no, talking without uh, words, I really mm. enjoyed that, the mm. talking with movement. And because through that movement the story did come out because we, everyone understood what the other person was talking about didn't they? Yeah. So. We rely on words quite a lot, don't we, we visit we do. within our society. Mm. Mm. And I suppose it's when you're masked and you're looking at somebody's eyes and you're having a conversation, you probably see more of the truth in the eyes mm. <laughs> than you get from hearing what they're actually saying. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's funny what you, yeah, what yeah. you can see just in someone's eye. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I should show you as well the little newspaper which arrived today. Oh, excellent. Um, 
So yeah, fresh, fresh from the printer. So we kind of, we edited, we kept, we, we tried to uh, put quite a lot of drawings in there and there's Scott put a little poem together inspired yeah. by all of the conversations. I think you will spot your hug drawing in there at the beginning. I see a picture of a motorbike that I recognise. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was yours as well. Yeah. What a surprise. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Check out the show notes for more information about this project and the people involved. We'll be back again soon with another conversation over a brew.